and glories. Mr. Tedder, the policeman, in whose garden they sometimes weeded when Pete wanted worms for fishing, stopped for a moment to look at their chimney. "'Gonna put a coat of paint on it,' said Pete. "'What's the matter with your tooth?' said Mr. Tedder. "'Only a bit loose,' said Pete. "'He ought to out it and have done,' said Bill. Mrs. Dudgeon, the doctor's wife, came by, pushing a perambulator, and stopped to tell them that Tom would be a bit late, but would be coming along with the paint before dark. It was Tom Dudgeon who'd started the coot club, with port and starboard, Mr. Farland's twin daughters, who were now away in Paris instead of crewing in their father's little racing boat. It was Tom Dudgeon who had set them all bird-protecting. It was Tom Dudgeon who had had to cast off the moorings of the Margaretta a big motor-cruiser, because her crew of noisy hullabaloos had moored her over Number 7 Nest, the nest of a coot with a white feather, and so had cut her off from her chicks. After that he'd been chased all over the broads, and the death and glories had had a share in saving him from his enemies. "'My word,' said Mrs. Dudgeon, "'she does look fine now you've got the cabin painted.' "'We'll be going a voyage soon,' said Pete. "'Why, Pete,' said Mrs. Dudgeon, "'What have you done to your teeth?' "'Bit loose, one of them,' said Pete, uncomfortably. "'Don't swallow it,' said Mrs. Dudgeon, and passed on to say a word to Mrs. Barrable, who had taken a bungalow in the village and was busy at the moment making a painting of Horning Reach, sitting at her easel on the stave, while her plump pug-dog William snored at her feet. She too was a friend of the Death and Glories, and as Admiral of the Teasel she had had a share in the adventures of the spring.' The only passers-by who did not have a friendly word for the death and glories were a couple of larger boys who strolled along the stave, stood for a moment in front of Mrs. Barrable's easel, so that she had to stop her painting till they moved on, and raised their voices so that Bill and Pete, busy on the cabin top, could not help hearing them. "'Interfering young pups,' said one of the two larger boys. "'What business is it of theirs?' said the other. Pete, sitting on the cabin top, looked over his shoulder. "'Hear that, George Howden?' he whispered. "'I hear him,' said Bill. "'What's that other?' said Pete. "'Same sort,' said Bill. "'He's visiting at George's uncle's.' "'Lucky it's not the nest in season,' said Pete, and gently jiggled his loose tooth at the tip of his tongue. "'If you jiggle that tooth again, I'll put you overboard,' said Bill fiercely. "'Sorry,' said Pete." "'George Howden won't have much of a chance at Beardy's eggs next year, nor yet at Buttles,' said Bill. "'Now we've got her so we can sleep in her, come nesting, we'll be watching all the time.' Late in the afternoon, when the sun had swung round and the shadows were lengthening, Mrs. Barrable packed up her painting things and stopped a moment by the death and glory to say goodbye. "'Dick and Dot won't know her when they see her,' she said. "'When are they coming?' asked Bill. Four days from now.' "'We'll be ready before that,' said Pete. "'There's only them cupboard doors to do, and the chimney to paint.' "'If you were to give that tooth a little bit of a jerk,' said Mrs. Barrable, "'I don't believe you'd really feel it coming out.' "'We've been telling them all day,' said Bill. He banged on the cabin top, leaned over and shouted, "'Come up, Joe! The Admiral's just off!' The noise of hammering stopped, and Joe crawled out into the cockpit. "'He's here in another four days,' said Bill. "'Good luck,' said Joe. "'That brings the coot club here in Hornin' up to six. "'We've been short with port and starboard away.' William the pug-dog was sniffing noisily along the boat and put his forepaws on the gunwale, as if to come aboard. "'How's Ratty?' said Mrs. Barrable. 
He's all right, said Joe. Pete! Sorry, said Peter, closing his lips in a hurry. Well, good night, said Mrs. Marrable. I hope that tooth falls out before you swallow it, Pete. It's not all that loose. It doesn't look to me very solid, said Mrs. Marrable. But I expect you know best. Good night. Come along, William. They watched her out of sight, with the stout William walking beside her. But Tom's later in he said, said Bill. If he don't look out, it fair to be too late for paint. Rightly, it's too late already. No use putting good paint to be dewed. What about grub? said Joe. It's that dark below. You can't hit a nail more than once in three and get your thumb the other two. I'm going to light up that stove, said Bill. We do no painting now. They tidied up on deck and went into the cabin. Bill lit a fire in the stove. Joe put a kettle on, and after admiring the way the chimney drew and the fire roared up with a single match, they went out.